And a good Saturday morning to you. It's exactly 7.45, time we talk wine, among other things, with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. How are you this morning, Denny? I am uh, hanging in there trying to stay healthy like everybody else. How about you? <laughs> Me, too. Yeah. Well, this is but some... I'll tell you, you know, we have we Irish have a big day coming up. Oh, we do. St. Patrick's Day. And I thought I would compare uh, and pair... Uh, Wine was typical Irish food, and then maybe we talk a little bit about Irish contribution to the spirits world uh, and the wine world, uh, which is not insignificant. Now, of course, everyone thinks of corned beef and cabbage on St. Patrick's Day. Well, this, much like pizza, was an American invention. When you tell people that, they're always kind of a guess. Yes, pizza was an American invention. They had kind of a bruschetta where they put toppings on bread, but actually... Uh, the special crust and all that pizza was invented in the United States. So was corned beef and cabbage. The early immigrants to New York couldn't find the briskets of beef they were used to, except at Jewish delicatessens. So thus they bought corned beef. And while today you can get corned beef and cabbage in Ireland, uh, up until 25 years ago or so, it just didn't exist there. It was an American invention. Well, and it's kind of hard to pair wine with because uh, it's relatively salty. So you need a soft white wine, in my opinion. Uh, something like, uh, if you're going to have a red, you might have uh, a light Merlot, uh, maybe like a Savigny Le Bon from France, or uh, maybe a, a Oregon Pinot Noir. But uh, corned beef and cabbage, I think a Sauvignon Blanc, maybe a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, like Silver Beach, would be a real good one to have with corned beef and cabbage. Of course, it's very popular in Ireland itself as fish and chips, and that's sort of the national dish there. And with fish and chips, I'd have maybe a Riesling or Italian Pinot Grigio would be very good. There's one called La Gondola, the gondola, and it's very good. And also Albarino from Spain. It's a white wine from Northern Spain, it's kind of grown up in that little part of Spain that lies between Portugal and France. And uh, that is really good with fish and chips. Uh, you know, the Irish also have very good cheeses. They have a cheddar that would rival our best Wisconsin cheddars uh, from Ireland that's good. And, of course, lamb stew or mutton stew is very, very popular in uh, Ireland. And mutton has a very intense flavor. It isn't as delicate as lamb. It's a full-grown sheep, and more often than not, that's what they use for stew. And it really has a wonderful, robust flavor. And usually what's good with that, in my opinion, is Bordeaux. Uh, uh, the Irish are big, big importers, much like the English of Bordeaux. And uh, the wine would go very, very well with lamb or mutton stew. Uh, bangers and mash is another popular dish, which is a very bland veal sausage uh, with uh, mashed potatoes. And that's another very popular dish there, uh, as is, uh, believe it or not, we talk about it at Thanksgiving for leftover, shepherd's pie, which is basically leftover stew with mashed potatoes on the top and popped in the oven and heated. And shepherd's pie, again, would be very, very good with a, a good Bordeaux, something probably uh, from the uh, left bank. A, a Saint-Emilion would be 
in order, I think. And if you were going to have a Burgundy, maybe something from Santenay or a Willamette Valley Pinot Noir uh, or uh, even Cloud Nine, which is a Pinot Noir from Oregon, uh, is kind of good. Uh, Shepherd's Pie also is not bad, in, or Bangers and Mash is not bad with Guntler Veltner, which is an Austrian white wine, which is really kind of delicious. The most popular dish in Ireland is something called Colcannon. And you find this dish in every country that produces a, a lot of seafood. Because what it is, is mashed potatoes and usually some kind of fish like cod, uh, put in the mashed potatoes, and then maybe chopped scallion or something to add a little color. And it's a, the national dish in Portugal. It's also a national dish in Ireland, uh, as you know, taking advantage of all those potatoes that supposedly grow in Ireland. One thing we forget about is the Irish have some of the best salmon in the world. In fact, I think smoked Irish salmon, uh, with apologies to all my Scandinavian friends who rave about Norwegian smoked salmon. I think Irish smoked salmon is some of the best in the world. It really is very good. And with that, you need something crisp and acidic, like a sparkling wine. Maybe a Cremant from Burgundy would go very well with uh, smoked salmon. Uh, If you have the salmon and you're going to poach it or something like that, I always recommend the Pinot Noir because... The marriage is just made in heaven. Wait till you taste it. A good Pinot Noir with a good oven-poached salmon or even a salmon that you planked with cedar on the grill, you'll see immediately the marriage was made in heaven. It's really a great combination. We talked about Bordeaux. A lot of the big Bordeaux wineries were founded by Irish people, much like the Arc de Triomphe in Paris lists all the marshals uh, of France at the time of Napoleon when the Arc de Triomphe was built uh, in their old soil. Uh, and the wonderful story of St. Patrick's and the search of the Trinity gave us all the uh, clover, which is symbolic, the shamrock, symbolic of St. Patrick's Day. And it, it, that's how he explained the three the, uh, the Trinity. I like to think of it as three wines, red, white, and rosé. It's just terrific. And those Bordeaux pioneers were Leoville Barton, Lynch Bosch, Phelan Segur, Kerwan, Kalon Segur, all were Irish people that went over to France and started vineyards, and they made their mark in the wine business. Uh, in, in our own California, one of the pioneers is the King Cannon family, and they were dispatched to California by the Mexican archbishop because he thought they could get better wines up there. And they started out in Livermore Valley, and they're still there. And, uh, again, very Irish, uh, under the patronage of the Archbishop of Mexico, the Concanon Vineyards were started. Uh, Irish whiskey. Now, there's something that's really Irish. Uskaba is an Irish word. So the word whiskey comes from the Gaelic, uskaba, and that just shows you how important whiskey was to the Irish. Uh, it, you know, and in this country, prior to Prohibition, Irish whiskey outsold Scotch whiskey about 50 to 1. I mean, it was amazing. There was very little Scotch in the country. And, of course, our friend Joe Kennedy, father of uh, President Jack Kennedy, uh, at the end of Prohibition had three tankers anchored in 
New York harbor that were full of Scotch whiskey, and that switched the American taste right away, at least in New York immediately, to Scotch whiskey. You could get good aged Scotch, and he owned the Dewar's label uh, at one time and eventually got out of the business, but he is responsible for the decline in the United States of Irish whiskey uh, because Scotch whiskey became more popular. I'm happy to say that's changed now. Uh, We really have some remarkable stuff going on with uh, Irish whiskeys that have become very, very popular. In fact, a local guy here has uh, three, I forget the name, but three something, uh, Irish whiskey that's made. He sold to Jim Beam and they make it in uh, Ireland. There, ten years ago, there were three distilleries in Ireland making Irish whiskey. Today, there's over 30 of them, and they're really good ones. Tullamore Dew is a wonderful one. Uh, Tullamore gets the name Tullamore Dew from the town of Tullamore in Ireland, and Dew is the initials of the man who started it, Daniel Edmund Williams. So Tullamore Dew, and it's a a terrific Irish whiskey, as is Jameson. And incidentally, Jameson was a Scotsman who married an Irish girl and began to produce Jameson whiskey a long time ago. And then, of course, the ever-popular Bushmills. And Bushmills is, without question, the oldest of all the Irish whiskeys. They claim they got a warrant from the king in 1608. And, of course, a lot of the other Irish whiskeys disagree with that. But let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say uh, that Bushmills has been around a long time. Of course, one of the major things that the Irish did was Irish uh, coffee uh, and Irish liqueur, cream liqueurs. They were invented in Ireland, and it changed the liqueur business totally in the United States. used to be Kahlua and uh, maybe Benedictine and uh, Tia Maria were, Drambuie were very popular. Well, along came this Bailey's Irish Cream and just put them all under the radar because everyone liked it. It's sweet and nice and creamy. There's a new one out. It's called Five Farms. It's a farm-to-table cream liqueur, and it has more butter fat in it than Bailey's, and it comes in a very nice little bottle that can be reused as a vase, etc., with a a porcelain cap on the top of it, but it's called Five Farms, and it's farm-to-table Irish cream liqueur. Of course, Irish coffee, again, we think, where was that invented? In Ireland? At Shannon Airport, maybe? No. Actually, Irish coffee was invented in the United States again uh, and became a very, very popular drink. There's a uh, bar in San Francisco that claims to of invented Irish whiskey. There's some doubt on that, but let's again give them the benefit of the doubt. And Irish coffee was actually invented in San Francisco uh, before, uh, uh, right after Prohibition, as a pick me up, a little hair of the dog the ten, day after. Another popular drink from Ireland is black and tan, which is uh, stout over ale. That's thus the name. The ale is light, the stout is dark. And who can uh, talk about Irish stuff without mentioning Guinness? Guinness is the oldest brewery in uh, 
Ireland. And, of course, they have a big installation right in Dublin, and tens of thousands of tourists go through uh, the Guinness plant every year. And Guinness, of course, is a beverage unto itself. People that are fond of it are very, very fond of it. Uh, and a good news for all of us in Ireland is today you can get pretty good wines in Ireland. For years, you, wine was just something that uh, oddballs collected. Today, you can find really good wine all over Ireland in the supermarkets, etc. Since 1990, which is 30 years, the Irish consumption of wine has quadrupled. Uh, it, it's just absolutely incredible how the growth of it has been there. And so you can get good wine when you travel to Ireland. Well, there you have it. Whether you like Guinness, Harp, or Kilkenny beer, or your favorite is uh, Bailey's Irish Cream, or you want to try this new Five Farms Cream, or you're just going to have a uh, kickback and have some corned beef and cabbage with your favorite kind of wine, uh, we'll all celebrate St. Patrick's Day. And... It's a fun holiday. After all, on the 17th of March, everybody is Irish. And whether your favorite is a a glass of Guinness, a shot of old Bushmills, or uh, you're just going to kick back and have a glass of wine, because now there are three wineries in Ireland. And while I must say I've been to them, I haven't had any of the wine yet, because it they only have started making it in the last two years, and I haven't been there in the last two years. Mm. But anyhow, uh, you really can't miss. By and everybody is staying home, so stay home. Have a big corned beef and cabbage, a good glass of wine, and maybe finish it with a nice glass of Tullamore Dew before you go to bed. <laughs> they all, all of the above sounds good, and you can find all of the above at any Haskell's location, right, Jack? Indeed, indeed. And the folks at Haskell's love to pair wine with food. And whether you're going to have corned beef and cabbage, shepherd's pie, or cold cannon, they'll pick a wine that'll go very, very well with it. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in downtown Minneapolis. We have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. Haskell's in St. Paul's Highland Village. There's a Haskell's in downtown Excelsior. Haskell's in Faribault right off at 35. Stillwater has a Haskell's, as does White Bear Lake, Maple Grove, and that's our super seller. Don't miss that in Maple Grove. Our Ridgedale store, Woodbury, and Bloomington, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, don't forget, we do deliver. These days when people are concerned about uh, contagion and all that, just call the folks at Haskell's and have them deliver whatever you want. It'll come to your house that same day. Uh, with no problems whatsoever. It's a nice plus, and you can always go to Haskells.com and find out all these wonderful things and even find some of these recipes for things like Colcannon. Outstanding, Jack. Well, have a great St. Patrick's Day, and let's talk next week. Faith and Begora, you too, my friend. (laughs) Thank you. Jack Farrell from Haskells.